0: Welcome to It's a Code World, your digital marketing podcast. This podcast will give you practical insights on how to be the renaissance man or woman in digital marketing and become indispensable for your organization.
1: Hey, it's Tim Brown, and this is It's a Code World. This is episode... 16, and it's called How to Work With Your Spouse Without Losing Your Mind. And I am here with a very special guest, my wife, Bia Banti.
2: Hey, hi.
1: And we work together, and we've Mm -hmm. worked together for four or five months now, so we thought we'd record a podcast about working together and kind of give a little bit of the story, and just chat about the challenges and chat about the wonderful things about working together mm-hmm. and perhaps some of you are working with your spouse or are considering it and maybe this will give a little perspective so Bia, tell the world about <laughs> what you're about give your truth
2: what am i about yeah um well i am about a lot of things. What are things you're interested know. in? Talk about
1: TV shows that you're interested in. TV
2: shows that I'm interested in? That's an easy one. Um, I love The Housewives. I'm a sucker for reality TV. But not just any reality reality TV. Tim is an avid Bachelor fan. Hey, and, geez. <laughs> you're calling me out here. I am sorry. Um, I can't get on, on board with that. I'm sorry. Um, but Any Housewives, I... I love and adore you them. They're my the friends. House, yeah. What do you
1: love about the housewives? They're kind of crazy. Like, yeah. legitimately, they seem like bad people to me. So I'm just. I don't
2: c- think they're they're not <laughs> they're not bad people. They're awesome ladies who are just living their lives and doing it on camera. And they're crazy. I feel like I'm drawn to a little bit more intense people. Um, no. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm a great uh, cheerleader for. I mean everyone that I know has a strong personality so I I do well with that. I'm a good buffer. Are so. you
1: saying that I have a strong personality? Uh, maybe. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez Louise. But,
2: um I love crazy wild people who are fun and just don't care. So I I aspire to not care like they do sometimes. So uh, but I do care. I I care about a lot. Well,
1: let's of be things, honest. Those women are all completely nuts.
2: They're nuts, but that's why I love them. <laughs>
1: So okay, so this is a digital marketing podcast. So, yeah. what principles could you learn from the the Housewives that could be applied to digital marketing? Um, Google Housewives digital marketing, and you can see this post I did about my favorite <laughs> gifts that uh, where Housewives explain digital marketing. Uh, it's hilarious. But uh, what do you think are some of the things that they do that that digital marketers could learn from?
2: Yeah. Um, I think they're great at finding their audience, finding their niche. Um, they know what works, and sometimes you can see them like quoting themselves and doing things that Be they like know are lines. funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that they, so then I feel embarrassed for them. Um, but, <laughs> um, I think that they're really good at they know their audience and they keep do like they keep providing content that is valuable to their audience. They're not trying to pretend that they're like, something that they're not and I think um they allow themselves to kind of be the not the butt of the jokes but they they understand that the good ones some of them think they're actually funny and what's more funny is so just what, watching you're s- them
1: as well. what you're saying is brands could be less self-serious yeah, about yeah. I themselves think,
2: I think that is kind of a spin that digital marketing is taking I think people are becoming more relatable
1: it's a little meta yeah because you see people uh essentially allowing their their uh, product to not be the absolute uh... they don't get so self-serious about their mm-hmm. product and then they might sell more actually like uh, skittles does that they yes. make s- silly jokes about their own product or um... S- tortinos pizza rolls yeah. did, had tim and eric do a, a, something about their pizza rolls it was so dumb It was so dumb. Or, ooh, my favorite, Old Spice. Yeah. Old Spice has the, like, the manly man that is so ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but it, like, it allows them to be humorous with their audience and it makes their commercials, like, content in their own right because they aren't being so serious about their brand. They're not going into the details about, you know, how this deodorant keeps you fresh. They're allowing the caricature Mm -hmm. to be uh, kind of, not as serious essentially
2: no i think that yep
1: so anyways so let's pivot to our main topic here uh
0: first piece bangers some quick tools and resources to whet your appetite
2: um well we basically live in google docs um (laughs) we i just think that's I don't know. I don't know how people don't use Google Docs, but um, because then we can both be in a document at the same time and you can see edits live. And then we also obviously work with the copywriter, editor, and he is able to be in there. So I think it kind of keeps the communication across all three of us consistent. Um, And it's just so easy. It's just very user friendly. You don't have to
1: save stuff. It just saves automatically and you can go back on revisions. Slack is another one that we use. So we are texting occasionally about mm-hmm. personal stuff and we had texted more about work but we kind of have this system now and I don't think we like consciously yeah. thought of this but work stuff is in Slack mm-hmm. and then our personal stuff is in text messages.
2: Yeah. It makes it so much easier. Um, and then I do the reach out for SEO for our clients. Um, I use guest post tracker. That one, there's a lot of different functions of it. I just use it to find places that people recommend that are that allow guest posts. So it just kind of um, breaks down like who in what industries allows guest posts. Not all of them are a good fit, but it just is nice to know that this is a better chance of getting a reaction. So So
1: these are not necessarily exactly related to working with your spouse but we're just kind of giving some other tools here here because I like to offer some tools. Buffer and Pablo. um, I think I've talked about Buffer before on the podcast but it's a great (coughs) way to you know schedule out social media posts for multiple clients and then Pablo is great because Bea is not necessarily a graphic designer but she gets to Mm -hmm. kind of approximate some Designed by just putting a tasteful... I, I work on the logo and make the like white version PNG of their logo. And then she can just apply it to images mm-hmm. on the fly. And allows us to be efficient in that way. And I think that that is one of the keys, not just to working with your spouse, but delegating to somebody that's not necessarily familiar with something is finding the tool that allows them to do it on the fly rather than making everything...
2: Yeah, if I had to wait for
1: you to do yeah. all of those. Yeah,
2: Pablo's awesome too if you're um in social doing anything it's awesome for um pinterest because pinterest is so visual and a lot of times you don't get the links back you know it's just such a repinned like repurposed platform so i feel like keeping your logo on your work is super
1: great you had like a ton of impressions recently on a post like so you're putting up posts regularly on pinterest Mm -hmm. and how many was that Something
2: about like forty-two thousand, and I. This is just one pin. Are, yeah, yeah, but one these are pin like at
1: forty-two thousand views, but it had the brand on it. Yeah. So you're not just kind of throwing posts into the wind, mm-hmm. and then getting a bunch of repins on something that doesn't have brand yeah. on it. It's a beautiful home that our custom home builder, Treasured Spaces, did, and then the logo's right there, getting yeah. in front of everybody, getting in front of everybody. So yeah. there's like kind of uh, the ability to be a little bit more present with brand mm-hmm. with that. Um, and someone
2: can't take it off because people can add their own quotes and things and change the like website that it goes to, but they can't take that brand off there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's helpful.
1: Is it worth it? This is go a little broader. Is it mm-hmm. worth it working with your spouse?
2: Yeah, I absolutely think it's worth it. Um, it's not without struggles and challenges, uh, but I think that work just is hard so I think having your best friend with you while you're maneuvering the daily challenges of work is kind of a hack I think it's it's fun to do it with someone you like, and you know I think it's you've you've got my back, so that's makes it a lot better
1: I think working with my spouse is worth it partly because of the things we'll talk about a little later in the podcast i i go a little bit more in depth here all right i will go a little bit more in depth but one of the main things being is i can relate to you on so many things it's being understood because we are you know we have the same challenges and some of those it can be a little bit of a divide between us, but so many of them, there's kind of a kinship and an understanding and kind of having you there with me through some of the things that are difficult about being an entrepreneur and about you know, providing the best possible service that we can, and it's nice having you there mm-hmm. in that process. Yeah. What are some things, let's be real, let's be real, what are some things that suck? <laughs> That suck about working with your spouse, from our experience. Yeah. You might have different ones because you might be at a different industry or be working in a different way. But
2: mm-hmm. um, Well, I think the tendency to overlap work and home is a lot more prevalent when it's with your spouse. Um, I don't think that's a terrible thing. People, I think, sometimes try to be so stringent. Don't take work home, but... Um, this industry allows you to be a little bit more fluid with you know when you're working where you're working but um I think the tendency to sometimes take advantage of that and all of a sudden we're working at home when we should just be like actually spending time together or doing something an activity together just 100% cut off I feel like we kind of ride that line a little bit more and I think um one of the challenges i've found is i'm a a kind of my brain works differently than yours and i think we understand that in most situations but i think there's those days that i'm like i just need my coworker to reread this email and make sure that it sounds good before i send it and tim's like no we've got to move on to the next thing i'm sure it's great you probably did a good job and i'm like i need a lot more um like i was always that girl that was calling my coworker over like, can you just read this really quick? So I think that's a struggle. That's just kind of like our personalities and now we don't have other people to lean on for that. So that's just a
1: learning curve, I think. You're just a little more careful than me. Yeah, I'm a careful person. And actually I need that.
2: Dip my toes in.
1: Yeah, so, but I think one of the things that sucks about working with my spouse is the separation Again, yours is a separation too, but um, the dynamic at work is I'm the boss because I was here first (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and I've been doing this for a a long time. It's your baby. Yeah, five years and I've been, um, you know, I've been working on being better at delegating things and working with, you know, working as a marketing director for another digital marketing agency and trying to get better at delegating things there and, you know, I I feel like I'm an expert in a number of these things, you know, web design and SEO and stuff. So I'm trying to kind of teach and trying to share and trying to be kind of, you know, that that driving force. I'm trying to drive us to success. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to push us to do our best work. I'm trying to do all that. And then sometimes if I bring that home, <laughs> oops, because the truth is, is, we have at home we have this very balanced relationship i think yeah you're my queen i hope i'm your king (laughs) um so on and so forth this intimate relationship and then if i accidentally show my boss side at home i can get in trouble and i know it's not fun Mm -hmm. because it's actually just ugly because that's trying to be the boss at home. It's a little old school yeah. of an idea. Yeah. And, and I think um, in
2: general, I'm a little bit at home. I kind of more decide what we're gonna do in yep. kind of our like daily life. I feel like I'm a little more on the like, kind of, I make a little bit more of the rules on that part. So I think it is that difficult switch from <laughs> who's who's deciding
1: what. Exactly. So, I have an issue just making sure that I take that route. I think that's kind of an old sc- I mean yeah. people understand that the uh that the dynamic can be different at work than it is at home, and treating each other with respect takes work mm-hmm. It's tough sometimes, yeah, I think that that is not. Probably alien to a lot of people no matter what even if you don't work together Treating each other with respect is not always easy like we we mess up on that and so um, It just requires kind of communicating and trying to get back on track when there's an issue with that. Yeah, so What are some things that are awesome about working with your spouse?
2: Um, I think one of my favorite things so far has been just seeing a whole different side of you i think when we before when you were working i would see you know how hard you work all the extra hours you put in i would see the finished work that you would do but i didn't see the you know passion of presenting it to your clients and i get to see now you going and talking about what you did and why you did it and i get to see all of your facets I guess uh, I would say, and I think when you're married, you have to kind of, only you only get to see your spouse 50% of the time because the other half, even probably more, they're at work. So um, this way we get to see each other's work self and home self, and I think you just kind of, you get a whole wider view of your partner when you see them in so many more situations. So I think that's really cool. Um, I also like that when we have wins along the way, I think we get to celebrate together and not that you don't get to celebrate with your spouse if they get a promotion or something good happens at work or um, or comfort them when something bad happens. I think we just get to do that together and we're kind of both striving for the same things. Um, I just think that that's a really cool part that we get to kind of. Um, Experience that together. And I just thought of one other thing that I think is kind of funny. I think um, some days when you are annoyed with each other about something outside of work, like Tim didn't load the dishwasher right. And I'm annoyed. (laughs) Um, We go to a client meeting and it's like, you can't act like that. And then by the time the client meeting is done, we like forgot about that. And we're like, Hey, that was an awesome meeting. We like and then we're just chatting about that the whole way home. So sometimes, thank you, clients. You are our therapy. Like, we sometimes just need the time to like be like, does this really matter?
1: Well, and pretending, <laughs> pretending for a second that you has. don't have an issue. Yeah. Sometimes allows that issue to pass weirdly. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't sound like a real strategy, but it kind of is.
2: Yeah. And I don't think that's like an everyday thing, but I do think it's sometimes a.
1: It has happened. Yeah. It has, it has been a real thing. Um, <laughs> So, I would say one of my favorite things about working with my spouse, with Yubia, is the opportunity to have you along for the ride as we kind of dive deep with entrepreneurs, besides us, and, and business owners, and just executives, people that are running marketing for companies, and see what the, the business is about. First of all, see what their what's special about them and what makes them different than their competitors, what they talk to their clients or customers about that sells their product, so that differentiating feature, and then how these people are, like what is their mode that allows them to continue running a business successfully and keeps them Moving forward in their business because seeing that mode and seeing th- those realities the economics mm-hmm. of their situation and things like that Is inspiring to me
2: mm-hmm.
1: It's inspiring to me and it helps me kind of grow in my expertise and my ability to understand business and marketing and you know essentially the distribution of products and services mm-hmm. um, that process and learning about all that has been one of the things that I've loved so much about this job. And just meeting with entrepreneurs and respecting their hustle and respecting their ability to create something or do some service that people will pay for. Mm-hmm. And pay decent amounts. We don't work with schlubs. We work with people that we really respect.
0: Mm-hmm. We're
1: selective about the clients that we have. So we get to work with these people that are doing great work yeah. and providing something useful. And that is awesome to be able to see that with you yeah and to uh, sit down with these clients and for you to see that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we get better by looking at that by examining that process and that uh that hustle yeah and we kind of apply those principles more to our work and it's nice to have you along i think another main thing that i really love about it is just i think i talked to you know briefly about that earlier but understanding because really this life is kind of weird and lonely we'll never truly understand the person sitting next to us it's weird you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like it's a weird life because you can't see inside somebody's brain and there's elements that we just don't understand but being there alongside of somebody well you know you're at home but also at work where there's all kinds of dynamics that go on in the work and the challenges of working together and other, you know, working with other people, you get to kind of be there and talk through it and have somebody really understand a lot of it, mm-hmm. really understand more, 80% uh, yeah. of what's going on in your life because there's a lot of things there. And that, I mean, that is its own challenge, I'd say, in a way, if I'm honest, to have somebody that kind of ingrained in your stuff. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's actually a blessing. Because it's a deep understanding of what that person's going through because you see yeah. so much of the work And we generally know life. how yeah. to react to each other a little yeah. better.
2: Like you know, I know sometimes when you just need to be alone and then <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time. No,
0: I'm just kidding. Um, but
2: then I feel like sometimes you know when it's like I need a little bit more I think encouragement, like we kind of are, you know, when I'm like, I just need to like talk to you about this yeah. and I just need to like tell you all of the things that are running through my head. And I feel like
1: you're, Without you, know, yeah, you know, you know, when I'm still so working on, yeah,
2: but you know, when i need to just say it and it doesn't really need to like be for any reason. And I think we can be more candid with each other than I think anyone can really be with a coworker just because we have, a little bit more compassion for each other, so.
1: Absolutely, that's That's something I'm still working on because I know that uh, men are from Mars, women are from (laughs) Venus principle, that men want to solve everything all the time, and women just want to vent sometimes and listen Mm -hmm. without having somebody try to apply a solution. Yeah, but Uh, some days
2: in the work, it's just like you do need to like, we need to figure out how to make it happen, so. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> indeed so with that we'll talk uh, about principles and guidelines for working with your spouse effectively we've got four that we kind of wrote down here and we'll talk through mm-hmm. um, let's go I'm going to say number one and then you can talk about our process of doing that number one make sure your spouse is 100% bought into the idea of entrepreneurship and understands the financials objectively
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and that it's a mutual decision yeah
2: and i think um
1: what was tell the story of how that process went through for us
2: yeah you uh you kind of braced me for a long time that this was what you wanted to do and i i knew that that was what you ultimately wanted um but i think it was a good eight months that you kind of were prepping me of this is Happening at some point and I just need you 100% on board um, I was in the beginning like that sounds crazy I don't know and I did put my foot down on a while and I was like we're getting married you don't get to all of a sudden start a business because getting married is stressful enough um, but then after a while Tim really talked to me about like this is what I see happening this is pause like this is what's positive about it. This is what could happen if it doesn't go well. And I think I just really got to a point where I was like, okay, this is the best thing. And I was 100% committed when he
1: like ultimately decided. So. And that's a cool place to yeah. be. If your spouse is 100% committed to something yeah. that you've been wanting to do, it's not an immediate thing. You can't no. two months... Uh, decide two months before you do it and just be like, all right, now go, now think think the same way I do. Yeah. And I really had to talk through a lot of the the details with her mm-hmm. and say, well, here's why it would make sense financially Yeah. and here's why it's smart because my passion. And not everybody is cut out for entrepreneurship. No. I just really think that that's like a crucial point here to make in the middle of this is not everyone should do this. It requires a lot of fortitude, industriousness, and kind of a strong stomach. Yeah. intestinal fortitude. <laughs> yeah, that's the word I was going for. Intestinal fortitude, because there's a lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Like, And if you don't prepare your body self for that, if you don't recognize that it's not all working from the computer on a beach somewhere and entrepreneurship like Instagram would lead you to believe sometimes, it's a lot of kind of tough decisions and being careful and not, you know, wasting money on trivial things all the time and being a little bit, you know, trying to put that money back into the business and stuff like that and being prepared. You got uh, you got there with me eventually. We yeah. talked through it. I said maybe there will be a dip in our finances, um, and there will be new challenges mm-hmm. and everything. And you'd got to the point where you're like, I think that this is actually the smart thing for us to do. Yeah. And it was I wasn't trying to manipulate you. I was trying to let you come to that solution naturally after giving you all of the facts.
2: And I think that's something that. Because there might be people listening to this that aren't thinking of entrepreneurship, but I think that's just a guiding principle in marriage in general is 100% commitment for not just each other, but like what each other is up to. So whether it be like a move, a job
1: change. Do I uh, have to be 100% committed to housewives? Yes,
2: and Um, you will get there.
0: (laughs)
1: I'm sure
2: you will. In three years, I think I'll look <laughs> back on this and think, oh, remember when you weren't 100%? You're 80%. <laughs> um, but I think that's that's the biggest thing is, you know, you don't always have to agree with each other. You don't always have to be best friends with, I mean, you should be best friends, but you don't always have to like each other every single day, every minute. But I think if you're not 100% behind each other, you you can't make any big decisions. So
1: Number two. Try to keep times where you are generally not talking about work.
2: I think that one is um, super important. I also think it's important to have a little bit of grace with yourself. Um, Because some days it just happens where we'll be at dinner and I'm like, hey, this would be a really good idea for some concept of something. And if I didn't say it, then I probably would just... Have three more glasses of wine and forget. So <laughs> I think sometimes you just have to say it when things actually come to you. Um, but I think,
1: if which I will like, say, you've been coming up with some cool ideas yeah. lately. But this, I think this yeah. girl has a bit of a marketing brain. Oops.
2: Some days. Yeah. Um, but I think that generally, generally keeping that separate, um, our work is kind of our life. So I'm not. Too strict. On. I don't think it's good to be crazy strict on, well, we're out to dinner and so we have to talk about, because sometimes then we feel like we're forcing ourselves to talk about things that we don't really care about yeah. to talk about at that time, and that yeah. seems weird too. So I think um, just being gracious when there is a time that I'll sometimes be like, okay, we should talk about something else. Yeah, you fun. have a safe word. Yeah.
1: You have a safe word hey, let's not talk about work, you kind of understand that you're allowed to say that. Mm -hmm. And generally our evenings are not filled with work talk. And occasionally we'll talk about it, but generally they're not filled with it. So we have a time after six o'clock or whatever that we're generally talking about other stuff. Yeah, I think that that's good. Um, Like we said, we keep Slack and text messages separate. So business is Slack, text messages are generally personal. Bitmojis. Yeah, and (laughs) bitmojis.
2: Okay, um, don't use work as an excuse to neglect the person that's in the room with you.
1: Very easy to do. (laughs) It is. It's very easy to do because a lot of our work is done on phones and the ability to just be like, well, I'm doing something for social, for a client.
2: especially because I'm on social all the time. Yeah, so so.
1: be is always there responding to any questions or things people have on their social account kind of alleviates the the issue for them to have to deal with that constantly Mm -hmm. but kind of you have to be there yeah so being respectful of that but still not using it as like i'm gonna sit here on snapchat and just you know page through these things and pretend like yeah (laughs) exactly so there's like a balance there where in this day and age Part of our job is literally being there for our clients' Mm -hmm. social accounts, but not using it as an excuse. Yeah. Um, And I do think that that applies to people that aren't in our industry. Like, just doing the work when you need to do the work, but then if you're going to use, you know, being on your phone or doing some work as an excuse, just recognize it makes it flimsier Mm -hmm. when you really need to. Yeah. It's like the boy who cried wolf.
2: Yeah, and just, I think if it is something that's work, just doing doing it and then being done. And being I feel back, like, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: Instead of checking all of your yeah. stuff.
2: It's a hard one, we're working on that. Yeah,
1: I mean, no, I'm not saying that we, we are the best at that. I think this is somewhat aspirational. <laughs> we're trying to find the way to do this right, so we're just sharing the process. So this last one is kind of inspired from you because you do this really well, is, that you directly benefit from work encouragement that you give your spouse. So my suggestion is to use it liberally when they do something well.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, it is an important thing that sometimes gets forgotten. And I think this is also just a life hack in general. And I'm realizing that I wasn't always as good at this when I was not working with you, when I was working at my other jobs. Um, People really value encouragement. And I think um, it feels sometimes a little awkward to like give that to somebody, even when you think, oh, that was really cool, but how many times do we just think that and then don't say it? Um, I think that obviously I think the work you do is awesome and I wouldn't have left my job and joined up with you if I didn't think that you were a talented person. So. It is easy for me to give you encouragement, but I just think that's something that in general, it's just so important to be mindful of, because I think- um, I like it. People don't encourage each other enough, and I think that's a, um, I think not only a spouse thing, but also a people to people.
1: Yeah, because you're tired. You're at work on Tuesday or Wednesday, and somebody does something cool, and you don't always say it, and you can. And
2: it doesn't you can even, yeah. and you
1: might as well because you're gonna say it when they mess up so you might as well take a little bit of time and just say wow you did that really really well yeah i loved doing that when i was working with uh another designer that i was kind of like helping along the way uh her name is brenna and i I talked through it. I just remember being like, damn, she's getting really good. Mm -hmm. She's getting good. And I would say that, I would try to say that more often. It feels so good to say too when you're just honest about when Mm -hmm. somebody's getting better at their job. And I've noticed you getting better, you know, just for instance, with that 45,000 Pinterest pins thing, you're working on social, you're, you're finding things that work, you're kind of finding the, you know, ways to get more interaction and things for our clients, you're doing awesome. And I appreciate that. And I also know that if I kind of tell you when it's happening, Mm -hmm. it's that whole Pavlov's dog thing. Like we incentivize that more often. We're kind Mm -hmm. of like, we're getting ourselves into a a stronger rhythm of doing cool things when we tell people that they're doing cool things.
2: Yeah. And and I think it's just... It's an easy thing, too. I feel like I have it easy because you're doing design and visual things, so it's a lot more like I can be like, that looks cool. You did a good job on that. And I feel like kind of with people who are doing more of behind-the-scenes stuff, just making sure that you're kind of, if it is with your spouse or if it is with somebody else, um, you know, sometimes... Organizing something isn't the most fun or glamorous, but it's super helpful,
1: so. And that's just a millennial thing in general. Yeah. If you're an older person and you're, you're listening to this, you can hate on millennials all you want, but you're probably gonna have to hire them if you're <laughs> you know working in management. And millennials are like, yeah, you're paying me. Yeah, you're thanking me with your dollars, but I want somebody to say it. Mm-hmm. And you can hate that. I get yeah. it, it's kind of annoying but that is how it's how people work yeah and it's a it's a hack yeah it's a hack and you can say it yeah you can step out of your office and say it to somebody and if you're working with somebody alongside them you can take just the second it takes to mention it when they do something well yeah and it's persuasive it's persuasive to help them do better work next time and it's helpful for the whole organization now, I really appreciate you taking the time today yeah. and talking through all this with me. You can, uh, the, the audience, you can check out the show notes. They'll be uh, outlined and stuff like that at timbedesign.com podcast 16. And where can they find you on social? You
2: can find me on Instagram at bonti. Um, B-O-N-T-E is how you spell my last name. I'm not a brown yet, so.
1: Yet. <laughs> I, thought I am I, at heart. <laughs> I thought I was becoming a Bonte. Yeah. Tim Bonte.
2: I'm campaigning for that, so if anyone thinks that should happen, uh.
1: Tweet us. Yeah. And my, my Twitter is TimBdesignMPLS, and my Instagram is timbdesign. We're happy that you took the time out of your day to listen to this. We hope that you've gotten some value and that per- perhaps you've gotten some camaraderie or whatever if you are working with your spouse and you're going through some of the you know, hard parts and some of the fun parts. And I look forward to talking with you at the next podcast. Bye. Bye.
0: Join us next time for It's a Cold World. Bringing you radical guests speaking to relevant topics in digital marketing. From visual design to front end development, from growth hacking, social media, and SEO, to work process tips and working with clients. You've got the words to change a nation, but your body, it's tongue. You spent so all your time stuck in silence, afraid you'll think. Say- so, so.